Welcome to the Podscape. What? Ooh, yeah. You understand, baby? Dig it? Let me tell you another thing. First name John, last name Baker. Uh-huh. Brother. Hello and welcome to the Podski. I am your host. Andre Carolingo was the guy that was number 47 that I was thinking of. <laughs> wow, we're running right in there again. Right in the Oh, intro. I didn't know you hit the thing. Oh, we're good. Uh, John, drop a uh, car crash. Try, uh, yeah. something <laughs> put that right, in, there, right in here yep. that was i just had andre karolinko bust through the wall like the shock master mm-hmm. <laughs> our partner is going to shock the world because he is none other than the shock master right. the shock master. <laughs> i told you oh god well, thank you, Andretti, for you know just blowing the pit stop right there, blowing right through the intro once again, back to back weeks. Uh, but yeah, if you didn't know, Andre Karolinko, number forty-seven. It is episode forty-seven. We are doing the AEW Double or Nothing review and the WWE Night of Champions review show. Um, and the only other famous 47s I know are John Lynch and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. So uh, what is what is 47 got for us, Mongoose, in the world of numerology? So, so in, in regular regular numerology here, I'm, I'm, I, the quick Google search here, I'm seeing um, that it could represent spiritual growth or a spiritual experience. However, whenever I see four and seven together, I hate to get, you know, a little, little nasty and esoteric here, but if we combine four and seven, we get an 11 and 11 uh, was told to us by Alistair, Alistair Crowley, uh, that is oh, the no. most evil number. It is the most evil number. Yeah. And so um, that's a, that's a slippery gotta, slope. That's a slippery correct. slope so, we could go down. Yep. Yep. So if all of a sudden, by the time this uh, this show ends. Uh, if you hear us, you know, hailing Satan, and um, you know, if we break down into some Dionysian debauchery, uh, it wasn't our fault. It was written in the stars, um, or at least it was written in uh, the Book of Thelema uh, by old AC about a hundred years ago. That's a great read. <laughs> oh my God. A lot of good character development in, in uh, f- uh, foreshadowing. I love it. <laughs> We're off the rails already. <laughs> Who'd you say wrote that Hemingway? <laughs> also potentially an evil man. That's a, that, that, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that, we could do that as a bonus show. Yeah, me, me and uh, me and Uncle Ernest love a yeah. love, <laughs> love a drink. That's what it's yeah. about. Evil, evil authors, evil authors. That that could that could be episode. Uh, that could that could be episode ninety nine or something like that. <laughs> oh my, yeah, a, so, dude, it's a heck of a way to start. Whenever we just came off of uh, three pay per views in one weekend, and the end of the best of Super Juniors, it's not like everything in the world isn't going on in wrestling right now. And we're talking uh, Crowley and Hemingway in the first uh, five hey, minutes speak here. For, speak for yourself. I watched a lot more than three this weekend. Good Lord. Well, uh, the breaking news here is that wrestling is off timeout for me. 
Uh, I did watch the shows this weekend, and uh, I got I got some thoughts about both shows. But we'll hey, get give, to them give then. Give yourself a round of applause for that. For, for yeah, you need to you need to drop it drop in a uh, welcome back Carter right there. Welcome <laughs> back, welcome back, welcome back. It's good to take breaks, man, and I I'm going to keep saying that. I, I took a break with the WWE, which I say every week now, and it did me a lot of good. So I, I applaud you for doing that. It it did feel good. Because whenever I fired up the Peacock on Saturday, boy, did that feel good to watch that opening video package and not have a clue what was going on. Other than, I mean, I the problem is I'm like not fully unplugged. I do know what's going on, but it was just nice not to like watch it and then come back and like watch a show. I really enjoyed that. I don't know so much if I got the same thing to say about Sunday, though. I'm not saying that it was a bad AEW show. I thought it was really good, but I don't think it's the best performance that they've brought to the table. And I know that, and I sound like I'm just shitting all over AEW, but we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah, that, that, that one will be interesting because I think that we might go three different ways here. I think so. Yeah. Hey, congrats to your, uh, congrats to your little, your little basketball team down in Miami. The big old congrats. Fuck Boston. Heatles are back. In the finals, buttholes were definitely puckered. Thought they were going to blow it away and, you know, lose game seven. But it's never happened before, and it's not going to happen this year. Heater off to face the Nuggets uh, when this drops on Thursday is, is game one. And I don't know what to expect from that Nugget series. Nuggets I are do. really... I, I know what to expect from it. <laughs> I, I, nuggets, nuggets are really good. I don't think it's going to be a fist in like the like the the motion you're making there, Mongoose. I don't think it's going to be a fist in. I'm taking Denver, the last dinosaur, in five. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, John. I I have not watched a dribble of basketball since uh, that game seven a couple of years ago when the um, the first Kevin Durant year in in uh, Brooklyn. <laughs> I, I happened to watch because uh, old uh, cousin Chigs was big on the um the Brooklyn and Durant train uh -huh, uh -huh. um but I I I feel like I feel like uh that that my boys in Denver here whom I've loved for years and years and years oh are just gonna God. are just gonna come come with the steamroll uh you know the ghost of Dikembe Matombo um oh. you're, you're you're gonna you're gonna have the ghost of of um not very good yet J.R. Smith you're gonna have the ghost <laughs> of drug riddled Chris Anderson, <laughs> just, 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 you know what I'm saying? Just going yeah. in there. The, yeah. The ghost, the ghost of uh, shell of himself, but still kind of decent. Allen Iverson. Uh, oh my gosh. There's yeah, a I lot was of lot of spirits there. If yeah. They Carmelo play, Anthony. If they don't. If they don't start Alex English for all those games, I'm not watching any of the games. I, so you, you what makes me. What what hurts my heart, Mongoose, is that you were you were on the float. You were a heat lifer back in the day. And and you you hopped off the float and you let it you let it sail out to sea. And so what, what had happened is uh that I was born and raised in a town with no NBA team in a household that um nobody liked basketball. And so uh watching the Jordan Bulls was the only reason I started to watch the NBA. And then um, that, that parlayed into the 
Shaq and Kobe Lakers. And I loved the Shaq and Kobe Lakers because they were always on TV and they were awesome. And yeah. so me and Andretti spent many an evening, many a summer evening watching those Laker games. Like we would build our, 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 uh, you know, late May and early June, uh, hangouts around when the Lakers were playing and that, um, the confluence of the big three, uh, made me feel that same kind of way of just this world beater, awesome team. Um, and so I was drawn to the shiny thing. Um, and then, uh, they broke up and, and it didn't feel the same. And, um, then my kid was born. And so when that happened, my television watching drastically changed. And now I'm in bed every night before the games even start. So that's that's the main thing. Is, <laughs> is, Didn't we figure out at one point that the, the Washington Wizards were technically the closest team to us? I think that that's absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. DC's right. closer than what Philly is. Yeah. And, and I, I was a sixer. I was I was that's the problem because I was originally far. a Sixers fan. I was originally yeah, an Iverson like Sixers fan. Aren't super far either, but I think I think that Washington was a little bit closer. The yeah. Problem is that the Cavaliers played in Cleveland, and I grew up my entire life having to hate everything that ever came from Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, be, it, yeah. be, it, be it Brown. It was and it was always that it was the Browns, and then um, even the Indians. Like those great Indians teams in the uh, mid '90s, the Albert Bell, um, Sandy Alomar, Roberto Alomar. I think Man Ram was there for a little bit. Like, dude, that's a stacked team. Um, I remember whenever they first started interleague pe- interleague play. Whenever I was a puppy, uh, and just the the hatred dawned on the Indians from the um, from the Pittsburgh side. And so, yeah, I, I wasn't going to be a Cavs fan. And so then, all like I said, all all I wanted to see was the was the shiny things. So I was I was always led to the the mega teams. I mean, it's their it was their colors and their logo too. I I liked it. I actually liked it better when they were the orange and the orange and blue than I did when they turned to maroon and. Oh and yeah, the orange and blue is tough. I had Mark a Price. great Mark Price. I had a great uh, Kyrie Irving Cavs jersey in that old vintage, the vintage like look, and then uh, listener of the show Fudge uh, absolutely destroyed it one night because he wore it out to a party and absolutely murdered it. But then again, uh, that surprises me. He seems he seems like it would have been completely responsible all evening, and you could have given him a pristine pressed white dress shirt, and it would have came back just the same. <laughs> I can't I can't believe that I can't believe that that happened. Yeah, I, I guess that uh, actually is payback because I took his uh, LeBron Cavs jersey. So I guess we're even yin, now. Yin and Yang, man. The Yin and Yang. But yeah, the NBA Finals, if you're into that, they're they're happening uh, Thursday when this drops. Go Heat. I'm calling Heat in seven. Heatles in seven. I'm changing my prediction. I'm going to go Nuggets in four. I literally was just going to say that Nuggets are going to sweep them and this is over. So, everyone, That's what everyone keeps saying, and I got, I got hope. They're nasty, Bake. They're nasty. I know. I was watching the whole playoffs. They're dirt nasty. The only if there's gonna be if there's gonna be a team that's gonna trick them into doing weird things, it's gonna be Spo. All I know is that Reggie Jackson still plays for the Denver Nuggets, so you're in trouble. I didn't even know he was still in the league. I didn't know that until I was trying to make fun of uh, you guys for going to lose to the Nuggets soon, and I found that out. And uh, not gonna lie, made, made made my heart smile a little bit. Well, hey. I'll, everyone's been doubting the heat the whole the whole nba playoffs so you know keep doubting a little more and hopefully all you need is four more wins 
DeAndre Jordan? A Denver Nugget? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't play. Dude, think about that. Yeah. You can't, you, you're going up against a team that can't even – DeAndre Jordan can't get even on the floor. You're done. Cooked. <laughs> oh, God, he hasn't Deuce played in years. Cooked. He hasn't Deuce been relevant cooked. in years. <laughs> he hasn't been relevant in years. Hey, he averaged 15 minutes a game during a regular season. That's all Good I got to say, man. I, 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 was able, I was able to find two birthdays that are, that are worth mentioning this week. Ooh, oh, yeah. Right. Let's hear those birthdays. Okay, so for Thursday, uh, birthday number one, James Storm. And happy birthday to him. I don't care. Good luck. Sorry right. about your damn birthday. Yes, sorry about it. And then the other one, Alicia Toot, uh, birthday on Thursday. And and I'm I'm a follow, oh, I follow her. I follow toot. her on Instagram. She just dyed her hair dark, and I'm a big fan of that. And I'll leave it at that. And happy birthday to him. I don't care. Good luck. <laughs> well, happy a birthday, toot? A toot. Yeah, it's a toot. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know whether or not she's still um, in a relationship with Richard Holiday. But I saw the. I saw the news. Um, I think earlier in the week or or, or late last week that Richard Holiday's uh, apparently beat uh, beat cancer. Or it's in remission. And he's gonna. He's gonna wrestle on a on a show coming up here. Jesus oh really? Him. Yeah. Well, I got I got a couple of things for you really quick for June first. Uh, these aren't birthdays, but um, June first, Global Day of Parents. So thank you, everybody. I'm doing the best I can. Um, <laughs> National Olive Day. So you know, shout outs to all of our uh, all of our uh, Mediterranean brothers and sisters. Uh, it is Dare Day. So. John, yeah. I dare you, I dare you to watch a basketball game and not get upset. Um don't <laughs> don't give up the ship day. Uh that's what the heat are not doing. They're not giving up the ship. Burn the bed, baby. That is that is very interesting. Also, dinosaur day, which could be its own entire uh episode because you want to you want to talk about a bigger myth than Santa Claus. We can get into dinosaurs. Oh god. <laughs> oh, speaking of um Speaking of that, that just made me that reminded me tonight. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, and tonight is the first episode of Dark Side of the Ring, uh, the oh, new season, okay, okay. and it's uh, uh, Candido and Sonny. Oh, I, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Okay, yeah, I just I, thought about I, that. I can't I, now. I know that uh, we, you know, we talked in the chat before, and um, good friend of the podcast, Bob Winters, had noted that the Genetti episode can't be as good as it could be, and I just for uh, apparently Meltzer was interviewed for it and I don't know if he got a screener or if he got parts but he said that like paraphrase and essentially said that he thought that he knew everything about Marty Jannetty and this episode's crazier than he thought that it could be oh my and god so, I can't so wait. yeah so the so the the Jannetty one the Jannetty one's got to be insane yeah I was oh. I was a little worried they were going to run out of topics for this season but that the the rundown of the episode looks pretty good that, yeah the, the only ones that, I know of are Jannetty and Candido and Sonny those are the only two that I know of I can pull it up here well, yeah and, yeah and that's the thing about this show though is that um there are, as long as you have people to give interviews and and the thing is, is if you run out of firsthand people, you have enough historians that are out there um, 
there's plenty of meat that's always going to be on the bone. Dude, they can go into everything from like, um, they can go into like the, the Sean, um, getting beat down by the, uh, by the, the military, military people. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, or, or even just something on just the click in general. Um, you know, oh. they can go in. Yeah. I mean, there's, 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 there's topics that are there that, that are really could be fascinating again, especially if they get the right people. Um, so even if they, if they get the right people to do like a click one or like a, a Sean and like razor one or something like, it was could be really, really good. I mean, they're going to be really damaging and they're going to be awful because they're going to paint them in an awful light. But well, here's the thing, though, that that Sean biography was uh, that was a lot deeper than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. You know, when they when they talked about like him and Marty's cocaine parties and stuff in Las Vegas and all that. That's true. And so, I mean, it's it's not like the, the crazy thing about Sean is that it's not like he's not vulnerable when it comes to certain things. Um. So, yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say oh, there, yeah. Andretti? Um, Candido and, and, and Sonny, and then Magnum TA, um, Adrian Adonis. Oh, Adrian Adonis. The Doink the Clown one actually will be will be pretty interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm interested um, in that one. Your dog, Jeanette, Bam Bam, Abdullah the Butcher. Um, the last they already one, did Abdullah. Did they? No, they didn't. Oh, no, no they, he they was didn't. a part. He was a part of the, the Brody one. Yeah, yeah. That's the Graham family um, is going to be one, and then a WCW Bash at the Beach 2000. What what is that about? That's the Hogan Vince Russo thing. Okay. Oh God! All right. That's going to be awesome. I hope that's the finale. I hope I, that's and, like a seven hour special. Second, and, and you know, you know what's going to happen, dude? Is that is going to be an hour, ninety minutes, two hours, whatever of just nobody telling the truth. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. Is, you are, <laughs> we're literally, we're literally going to hear seven different stories, and nobody's going to be say, telling the truth. So I I've, 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 I've watched that. Anything Hogan says. So anything that Hogan says is probably going to be inaccurate. Did they? Correct. Did they get? Did they actually get Hogan? Who knows, dude? Even if whether he's there or whether he's not, he's going to be full of shit. Well, well and, yeah. Thing, you know, and, and you know what? They might not have got Hulk, but they absolutely will get like a Brutus Beefcake or a mm-hmm. Jimmy Hart or someone that'll tell Hulk's side of the story. That's you know true. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm excited that Dark Side is back because I always like watching Dark Side. They're always good episodes. Um, nothing. I I don't. I mean, really, the highlight ones that stand out to me are the the Benoit one and that um, what was the other one? The, the um, Pillman, the Pillman, Pillman one, one yes, yes, yeah, yeah, the Pillman, the Pillman one, one was really yeah. good. Yeah, that one, that one was absolutely crazy. The plane ride from hell was crazy too. My favorite one is still Gino, the Gino Hernandez one. Yeah, that was a good one too. The uh, that for that first season, dude, that was there was some bangers that were on. That no, they one. did the screw job. We're, we're yeah, which, um, and Cornette everybody, just, everybody knows that. Yeah, one. Cornette just pissed all over everybody. But yeah, that was a good season. I'm I'm excited that they're back. I know that Vice had some issues and they went bankrupt. They they filed for bankruptcy. So I'm I'm excited that they're still hanging around and that we're still going to get this kind of stuff. I'm glad that like they're they're not going to keep doing the uh, like dark side of football and shit like that. Like let's get back to the the bread and the bread and, the meat and potatoes. Shout out Fudge for that one. Uh, the meat and potatoes of the like what they really like and they like wrestling. So I know they got a lot of heat with WWE. Oh, apparently. Quick Google. Apparently, that's that might be on Tubi. Which, hey, cheap, cheap, free plug for you, Tubi. If you if nobody has Tubi, get Tubi. 
Tubi is a very, very good free app streaming service on, I have it on Apple TV. Oh, really? Um, yeah, dude, we, I I watch Me and Baby Mongoose. It has every episode of the Mario Brothers Super Show. Um, it has Freaky Tiki Tabby, uh, from which I got my namesake. If you guys didn't know, Teddy got a mongoose, and that mongoose protected him. So my my parents named me after Theodore, um, after being huge uh, Rudyard Kipling fans, apparently. Um, and then it just happened to be that our my surname is Mongoose to begin with. Speaking um, of evil writers. <laughs> oh, that's actually facts. Somebody <laughs> dropped the facts machine on there. Um, but anyways, yeah, there's there's really good stuff in there, dude. And so if they have the Stark side of the ring, then that's excellent. Yeah, uh, Tubi. And, oh, dude, Tubi also is uh, Ferngully the Last Rainforest. Like, there's there's some gems on there, brother. Nice. Yeah. Do you want um, to talk about this uh, Super Juniors for one minute? Sure. Give it. it. Give give us the give us the New Japan minute. I, I don't. Did, were you guys able to catch? I, I know it's on at crazy times and all that, but were you guys able to catch any of this? Not no, one I'm, single second. No, nope. okay. I'm holding well, out to start watching whenever the G1 happens. Uh, I'm, I'm, Dominion. I'm, 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 Dominion's coming up this weekend, so I, I'll watch every yes. minute of Dominion. And Dominion should be really good. The um um the uh the G1 starts on on July 15th, FYI. So that that I'll be that'll be that's a good date to to get that thing going. Um, but anyway, so um you know I watched I watched every one of those shows, man, and, and I I end up catching them super late at night. I'm three fourths of the way asleep. You know, and I'll wake up in the morning and not remember what the hell I even watched. But I, I will say just in general real quick, I know I'm not going to go through a bunch of matches or anything, but I will say that it was nice to, to see that everybody came to work, man. And everybody gave a very, very good effort to the best of their abilities. Everybody stood out. And, you know, Master Wado ended up winning that thing over Teton in the finals. I watched that finals last night. That match was fantastic, man. And it, just, just to be able to see people that – are kind of were kind of treated like they were like they were geeks right um through for a long time to come out there and just give a really good effort and, and have a good showing and to kind of show that they they really do know what they're doing um was was awesome and just just the effort the effort in general was was just fantastic by everybody um hats off to hats off to Watto for winning that damn thing man I, I i did not expect that to happen but he had a, a bunch of really great matches robbie eagles looked great that was the first time Kevin Knight was ever in it. Kevin Knight, you know, me and me and Baker, big fans mm-hmm. of that dude. Big um, fans. I think a lot of people were a little disappointed that Desperado didn't didn't win this one after being in the finals last year. But Desperado looked really good, man. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like he didn't have a good showing. But um, the the only the only person the only people who really didn't do great uh, was Taguchi and Konamura. Um, Taguchi's been in the bottom four the last four years. So I'm not sure why they're still bringing him back to, to do the, uh, to do the, the best of super juniors when they're clearly bringing in people now from the outside, like Teton and Mike Bailey and P- and people like that. It's, and- it's, it's because he went to an eight or whatever. It, that, like, that's, that's the only reason why is you, you got a guy that's going to lead anybody and everybody else to a, to a good match and that you can beat, and not even care about it. That's I but, think that that's the only reason why. But how how many years in a row do you do you keep a bottom guy in there? You see what I'm well, saying? I, well, I I do I do. But um, but if you think about it, Taguchi goes what two and eight, and then you had um uh 
uh, Kashida go like three and seven. Um, and then the names that you had just said, so you have Teton, um, you had uh, Master Watto, obviously, uh, your Desperados. Um, who else was in the was in the the B, the block finals? I have it right uh, uh, block A finals were Bailey and Teton, and then uh, there you go, Speedball Mike, and then uh, go ahead, and then uh, Desperado Watto. Yeah, so then right there, so what they did was they elevated four new guys, brand new guys. Um, and you know, you had your old guard literally being the old guard. I, 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 for this year, especially, I think that it's completely appropriate now, like you just said, how long do you keep on doing it? Do I think that it's a good idea to have, um, uh, Taguchi in there, you know, going, oh, and 10 next year, probably not. But for this year, I, again, having not seen it only just following along either through, um, figure four or just the, uh, different, um, you know, observer lives and whatnot, uh, that, that to me, that seemed to be the right call was that you have credible guys that can put guys over big time. And then literally everybody that moved on, um, was a brand new, was a fresh face. So yeah, I, th I think it was good. The thing too about Taguchi is the guy won the he won the damn thing. He won the best of the super juniors in 2012. So there's there's a little bit of a precedent there to keep bringing him back, you know, to keep to keep doing it. But you know, I, I just I, I just felt like, you know, at some point you've got a guy like him or Kanamura who are, you know, the bottom of the they're the bottom of it every year now, it seems like. So the, you, you would think you'd want to swap those guys out with somebody else. That's yeah, that's true. And and I'm sure that they will, you know, I, I, I do. And, um, you know, the other thing is, is that, that, that's not, that, that's not unprecedented. Dude. Um, how many years is, um, um, the, uh, Tokyo pimp? Um, oh my gosh, help me out. <laughs> yeah. His name. Yeah. How, how many years is Takahashi going to be in the G1 dude? He's in, he's in it every year. He's in it every, year. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in it every year and he gets four points and, uh, two of them come from a win over Yano. So, you know. <laughs> man, I'll tell you what, man, Leo Rush looked unbelievable in that, in that damn tournament, dude. It, he, he's, a, he's insanely, he's, awesome. he's electric, man. He just can't, he can't get out of his own way health-wise. It's just phenomenal. What a, what a phenomenal worker that guy is, man. He's so much fun to watch. So, so creative with everything he does. And, and the, the people are really starting to like him. Like I thought, I thought there was a, a good, a good chance he was going to end up getting into the finals. I really did. He's got a, um. He he's always got a really good following, and you're a big mark for him too, which works out well. Um, and I do like Leo Rush too. He I don't know. Hopefully, he gets enough steam where he can get back to the WWE. Honestly, because I feel like he fits it. Like I always really liked him, especially whenever he was I, with Lashley and all that too. I don't like think he's he been doing the handcuffs, man. Well, yeah, and, and I was, bit, I was just going to say though too. See, and so, and this is I don't, I don't know if this is appropriate timing for this or not, but you know just. Um, you know, my wheel spin as we kick around a name like this. So with AEW now having four hours of true live TV programming, I hate mm -hmm. to discount Rampage, but they do. So I will too. So now that you have four true hours of Rampage programming, I mean, call me crazy, but like, why, why would you not hearken back to, because especially as, as big of a, a Nitro guy as TK is, uh, why not go like, 30 minutes of a show or an hour of a show and throw in these junior, these junior heavyweights. 
um, and let them sort of have their own little time and subdivision where you could bring back your Leo rushes. You can call over some of these guys if they want to do a, a quick American tour. Um, they've already got Commander. They've got um, uh, the Kingo. Um, and then everybody else that's already on their roster uh, that would fit in and work really well with them, I think could make a lot of sense. Um, and that could be a really easy way for you to carve in time that would be relevant to your fan base that people would really get behind. And, you know, maybe they can do something where they have, I'm not here to create another title, but you know what I'm saying? Like something, something along those lines, or even morph your one, your TNT belt or something like that into one of your, uh, the your, all, your sort of junior heavyweight inter types. The international belt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so that actually that kinda, would make a lot of sense for international being that all these people are international that we just said, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can go everybody from, you can go everybody <laughs> yeah. from Eagles, from Eagles to, to the, uh, the Mexican guys to the Japanese guys. Right. You know, yeah. And that kind of leads me into like, um, I want to talk about, uh, we're going to do a top three, but I want a Andretti to finish his thoughts on the super juniors, but, um, that's going to be a, what you just said about AEW is kind of in my top three because we want to talk about we're all, we're at June first of the of this drop date so want to talk about like the best top three things that we think have been the best so far um, at the start of this year already because we want to kind of bookend obviously to the big show which is the holiday award show so uh, just kind of we're, we're going to get to that in a second once uh, we wrap up the New Japan stuff but that you made a good point there that I, I didn't want to forget about that. I want yeah. to say out loud. <laughs> the, honestly, man, the only other thing, the only other things I wanted to really touch on were just, you know, Francisco Akira is a guy that I don't see a whole lot. Who's in the United empire. He's a tag team in that tag team with TJP. And that guy's, that guy's pretty damn good, man. He's a, uh, you know, white guy with uh, red hair that goes a hundred miles an hour. And he's, uh, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty awesome. But um, the only other thing I really had was just Kushida. Um, it's it's interesting with him because the the tag team with him and Kevin Knight is really fun and they're and they're awesome to watch. They got a lot of really good energy and people obviously love both those guys. But it's it's strange with Kushida right now because that guy might honestly be one of the more versatile people that they have on that whole roster. And especially with the fact that he kind of left and came back with all this more um, submissions knowledge and technical mat wrestling knowledge. It just it just feels like he, even though he's kind of like a little older now and kind of you know maybe on a starting the downswing of of his of his main event you know capabilities, it just feels like there's there's a lot more gas in the tank here to do something with him, and I don't know whether or not that means getting him in a faction with somebody, um or or you know may, maybe giving him another guy or two under under his own you know under his own watch, you know, with, with Kevin Knight, but it, it feels like there's, there's more of an opportunity here with Kushida that they're not really taking advantage of right now. And here, here's here, here'd be my idea. And, and it's just because it's a storyline that ghetto does so well and that nobody ever would get sick of. So he just went, I think was, it was three and seven in, in, in this tournament. Um, depending on how the rest of this year shakes out, Who's to say that uh, he doesn't go on his 2018 Tanahashi-ish redemption tour and, you know, maybe makes it the whole way to the finals or God forbid, you know, wins the thing as being this like, 
older but still super capable guy and this might be his last run do you know what i'm saying um he's, he's so, a lot of fun to watch right now man yeah and so and so you know that that could be that could be part of it i have no idea but it's it's a storyline they've done before and it's one that everybody always gets behind man you know people people aren't going to not cheer him like crazy especially if if it's under the auspices of like this might be it not saying that it is it not a retirement tour but like hey this might be the one so you know perhaps i don't know and i'm not i'm not saying that that they should do this but it's interesting with him because he kind of fits with several different factions in that company like with Finley saying he wants, you know, ass kickers that are going to go out there and, and win belts like that, that Kushida would kind of fit that with, with the, with the bullet club. Right. And I'm not saying I, I want to see it, but you know, TMDK, there's guys in TMDK that are pretty similar to, to uh, Kushida, right. Um, United empire right now. They just, they just lost, you know, um, they just lost Aussie open basically to a, to, you know, a, a different, a different company. I mean, I'm sure they're still going to yeah. show up. And Mark Davis, Kyle Fletcher, is, who's so, excellent, and Mark Davis, who's decent. Yeah, so so maybe there's a maybe there's a big <laughs> opportunity there for shut up. There's a, maybe there's a big opportunity there for uh, for Kushida to, to to jump in and be a you know a, 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 a basically like one of the top guys in, in a fashion like that. Well, anytime I hear you mention Kushida, I just think about him banging those rats that were at every single show that we were at out of WrestleMania. They looked, they looked a little they looked a little worse for wear the last time I saw him. <laughs> And it was just Kushida. They look pretty worn and, out. And Mark and Mark Davis, a uh, great, great friend of the uh, Andretti pit crew. Yeah, I don't know what Mongoose's problem is. He just he just has to hate for the sake of hate. No, I, the, the, the fact the fact that I that I, I didn't I didn't know that he was he was that that near and dear to your heart. Um, you did did you not listen to the the WrestleMania shows? Listen, man, there was a lot. There was, there was a lot, <laughs> lot, a lot of stuff went down. The one, the the one that I, the one that I do recall, uh, really popping at over and over and over again was uh, just you guys mouthgasming over the the insanely huge gap between WWE and AEW production. It was like four. <laughs> it was like it was like forty. It was like forty minutes of like a sixty-eight minute episode or whatever after one of the WrestleMania nights. <laughs> God. <laughs> so so you have, you, have to, you have to forgive me if, if some things get lost in the wash i love that you brought that up because that segues us right into the top we're, we're gonna do our top three hey i got i got one that you'll like real quick so yesterday we had some family uh for memorial day and uh-huh. one of them was c- complaining over and over and over about how he paid 50 dollars to park at an event dude apparently they said that um so we were bitching about paying 80 at sofi i saw that for the heat um for their playoffs against the knicks one of the ticket or no it was eastern conference finals it was for game three of the eastern conference finals parking at a parking garage right across the street from the arena was a hundred dollars oh my god (laughs) and they were bitching about it on levitard and I, t- I told them that we paid 80 two days in a row and their jaws hit the floor, man. That's what everybody else's face does whenever I tell them we paid 80 for SoFi for two straight days. God. It's insane. And then we paid right. 35 for uh, the convention center to go into the Superstore. Oh, my. That was – God, I'm, so, I'm still mad about that. And however much you, that you had to pay <clears throat> whenever we went to the Rainbow Room, too. Yeah. Because you just kicked me out of the car because you were going to murder somebody. I was going to run everybody over on sun- on Sunset, dude. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, so we're going to do a top, we're going to do a top three. Um, 
we usually do the top fives, but we want to do the top three uh, things that we have felt have been the most important uh, storylines of the of the year already. So um, we're heading into June. We're going to be into the summer season here very, very soon. I mean, it's already kind of kicked off already. We got Money in the Bank coming up, SummerSlam. Uh, we've already we've already done Double or Nothing. So now we're headed to Forbidden Door and All In and All Out. So um but yeah, I, I'm gonna I'll kick us off here. Um my number three. I I feel like one of the big storylines so far has been WWE's continued upward trajectory. Were and, we were we doing top three storylines or were we doing top three things that we were grateful for? Yeah, it's I I have things things that I that I liked the most this year. Yeah, yeah that's kind of like I, yeah, it's a mixture okay. of like yeah, I yeah I could have used my words better there on this yeah, audio sorry, medium. Take, yeah, it's okay. Just take our own spin on things. That's okay because then we won't have three of the same list. Seriously, exactly. so that's Perfect. that's good. Perfect. Yeah. So especially with all that news coming out about Vince and WWE selling and kind of the quote unquote internet backlash of the ending of WrestleMania, I was a little bit worried about you know is are they going to take the nosedive and. That's something that WWE hasn't done yet. They haven't taken the nosedive. They've only gotten bigger, especially with the Backlash show and this Saudi show. I thought was awesome, um, and and they're they're still on the upward momentum swing. Like they haven't. I don't think they've even hit their peak yet. So I thought that that is something that's kind of like a really big. I thought that was a big storyline for the year so far. Um, but isn't isn't the isn't the goal for them to be a hundred percent global? And if you think about the last three pay-per-views, they're going to the O2 in London for for Money in the Bank. They did the Saudi show. They did the show in Puerto Rico. Like they're they're getting pretty close, man, to being a to being a, a basically like a a worldwide global company that can pop in and out whenever they want. That that well, and that's only going to that, that's only that's not only not uh well how am I, how do I want to phrase this. That's the only path that they're going to be on now that they are merging with Endeavor, because yeah. that's what UFC does. Did UFC will go to Brazil, then they'll go to Hawaii, then they'll go to Dubai. Yeah, they'll you know they'll go to um um oh my gosh, uh, like you just said, London or you know somewhere. So they'll they're all over the place, man. And the WWE will be doing the same thing. That's they have now that they have that same you know leadership with those same ties. Uh, that's I think that's a slam dunk. When I when I saw that it was headed in that direction, the, my first reaction to that was that I was disappointed because I didn't think we'd be able to see um, as many pay per views here in the states as what we normally would. But at this point, man, like I'm not going to every show anyway. So if they if they want to go run a show in in China, you know, a pay per view or a pay per view in Australia or whatever whatever it is, like it doesn't really affect me. And to be honest with you, and I know we've said this before too, like. The health of the industry is tied to their success. And for, mm -hmm. for them to be able to go around the world and, and run a pay-per-view from, you know, India or, or you know, Saudi Arabia or whatever it ends up being, that is really good for everybody. Whether, whether people want to admit that or not, it's really good for everybody for the WWE to be a, a legitimate global company that can pop in and out anywhere they want around the globe month after month and, and, and make a trillion dollars. Well, and, yeah. and yeah, and that's the thing is that it's the right business model. The idea was to have territories all over the world. Mm -hmm. And they had that idea for how long and they got it started how many times. 
and then it sort of fizzled out. Well, the, the, the pandemic is what killed it because they even did they even did that India that India show. Right. That, you know, dude, we should review stuff like that, like that 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 one off show that they did. There was like a a big presentation of the 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 wrestlers oh. in India. Was that like the the one that they had gender? They wheeled out gender for and all that. Yes, yes. Okay. And the, the pandemic took hold, and then everything kind of got pushed on the back burner because look, they were talking about doing NXT Japan, and that fell through when they tried to buy Dragon Gate, right? And then they right. tried to do NXT um, NXT Germany, which I think now is just going to become um, NXT Europe. But look, well, man, and, it's going to happen. This is going to happen. Well, and, my, and what I was going to say was that you wouldn't even need to necessarily do those territories and what i mean by that is is the funding and whatnot that would go into that for them to run whatever for quote-unquote pay-per-views or whatever year uh whereas you can turn that more into schools and local shows and then fly in people here and then they're still going to be going all around the globe anyways to pop towns you know wherever they are um so now if you have rather than start nxt japan uh, the idea here would be to pluck a couple of these, you know, either established Japanese guys, or if you have the scouting there to take a couple under your wing, fly them on over to the States. And then, you know, whenever you do a show in Tokyo or Osaka or wherever it is, now you've got people that not only want to see your um, Roman Reigns or whomever, but then they get a chance to see a true local, you know, star. And I, I think that I, I do. I think that they're in, they're in a really good way when it comes to all of that. See, I, I want them to do NXTs around the world. And I know that the people say that's going to hurt Rev Pro and it's going to hurt this, it's going to hurt that, it's going to hurt Dragon Gate. Like, you know, look, man, it is what it is. Like, it's it, at some point you've got to understand that they're a global company and they and they want they want to maintain that. And for them to have an NXT presence um, in, in Japan or China or India, I mean, in, India is a really big hotbed for, for, their, for their market right now. So mm-hmm. do that. Even for the Podsky too. For, I mean, it, it, it is what it is, man, you know, but like go in there and have a presence there and, and train people. And, and then now you're developing, you know, relationships with people there and you're and you're bringing in talent from from overseas. And, and you you put a show every once a month on 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 Peacock from NXT India. You know, I mean, like, is anybody going to watch that? I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll check it out. I know I'll watch it. I'll, I'll give it a shot. But I, I do think that that creating those, you know, quote unquote territories around around the world is a is a smart move for them and then they should do it yeah and i guess my other bookend question to this is how far away do we think we are from wwe doing a wrestlemania outside the u.s i don't think we're too far away but but i especially with the with the number of tickets that were sold from wembley already for the aew show there look man everybody's reading the room right everybody's reading the room on that and in the the if they get ninety thousand people for that show wrestlemania is going to london oh yeah that i i almost think that wrestlemania is going to london no matter what because they got 65 they aew cannot sell another ticket and the wwe is put doing wrestlemania there to get ninety thousand. More, oh yeah, more people, and more and people and then and then to, to claim and then to claim one hundred forty eight thousand. More people will go to <laughs> WrestleMania than go to that Wembley show. Oh, without question. Oh yeah, yeah without absolutely. question. Yeah, but uh, yeah, awesome. That was a that was a good one to start us off. Um, I'll do my number two. So, right there. Uh huh. Little little self high five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, 
my number two I have is uh, AEW like reshuffling the deck. And by reshuffling the deck, I mean like with this addition of collision and the ending of dark and dark elevation. And is ramp is rampage ending as well? No, they're no, going to treat it like it's it's uh it's dark and elevation. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, like so, that, it'll it'll so be cool. dark and elevation. Okay, that's what I want to make that, sure. But, but they probably won't bring in indie talent for that. It's probably going to be more like Kip Sabian versus like Lee Moriarty and things like right. that. That's and that's fine. I, I, I is, think it, for for words on the time slot it's on and everything, man. Tape show it is fine. I'd rather it be that than it be what it is now. Right. Which is a B, you know, I'd rather it be a true B show where people get a chance to wrestle in front of potentially a couple hundred thousand people and maybe yeah. get their own little cult following. I don't have a problem with that at all. No, I don't yeah. either. You know, I, you guys know I, I watch a lot of stuff from 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 all over the place, but I, I I can't even find I can't even find the time to watch Rampage even when I do record it. I never get to it. It's hard, and and I really like the fact that they're gonna have what seems on paper right now it seems to be a true 1a and 1b show not just a straight up b show but it feels like they're now we this is all speculation because obviously we're a couple weeks um out from what collision is going to look like but i feel like with collision it, it could truly be a real 1b show and i think it's going to I don't think it's going to divide the fan base. It might because of a certain person that's going to come back, but um, I don't know. I just feel like that's really good for them, especially with the new TV deal and this whole Wembley deal. Um, that's where that's another thing I wanted to add with the reshuffling is like they're they're going outside the U.S. now. They did Wembley. I feel like the all, there there's a lot of like big stuff that AEW is checking off the box this year, and it feels like things kind of got a little chaotic there last year and it feels like they're they're t they're trying to tighten up all the loose ends now. They should they should try to beat WWE to Australia. Because I know Australia signed that new deal or I mean WWE signed that new deal where they're going to run four shows I think over 3 years is that what it is? They did that. They did that um I think it was before they went to Saudi Arabia. They did a show there that was called like the Super Show Down Under or something like that. And like Yeah, that's what I thought. 2018 yeah. or 2019. Um they did it but, from Sydney, the Super Showdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but the thing about it now is that um that you know, and maybe Andretti, you've even forgotten about that, which the point would be capitalize on your Wembley momentum. So like I like to, to go to sort of agree with you there, that would be the move is to well, say, okay, we go, we went here. Now we go down there. And yeah, especially with those, with those new Japan ties, you got a lot of people that they can get on that show that are, that are local ish or that have worked a lot of stuff there. Exactly what I was going to say. And, and the fact that you've got Aussie open sign now, and you've got, you've got access to the, the TMDK guys and whoever else to run a big, you know, almost like a big joint show um in in a, in a place like that it's in you know new zealand or, or australia and like look look beat them to it man if you if you, there's a possibility for you to get down there and run a big show before wwe before that new deal kicks in with with uh, wwe in australia go do it yeah i'm all for AEW trying to beat them to the markets so that seems like a really smart play for AEW too but uh but yeah my number one and this is gonna um I'm not gonna I don't want to get too far into the weeds in this one because I want to talk about this later. So this one is kind of a mention it now, talk about it later. Is the bloodline story continues to deliver and while it 
while we talked about this last week, how there are some issues with it, it's continuously delivered and it's the biggest storyline in the business and it's continued to stay the biggest storyline in the business. And this weekend like solidified that. So I want to talk about the bloodline, obviously when we get to the night of champions part of the show, but damn that, that story. It's so good. It is just so good. It's still all around, man. It still feels good too, man. It still, it still feels like it's hot and and fresh and they keep, they keep doing more stuff with it. Absolutely. Who wants is to? That, uh, is that the best? Is that the best storyline we've had since the NWO? Uh, it feels. Ooh, what a good question. So, how, how about this? The for best storyline, the only other one that can compete. Well, there's two that can compete on, on a big level, and the first one is going to be um, Punk beating Cena in the Summer of Punk. Right? That's going to yeah. be that's going to be one. And it's then another one. one's going to be the Brian Danielson, uh, yes, WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. I, I would assume that those are big two. My favorite one, and it's because of because uh, you know I'm big big elite guy, but it was Cody versus Kenny. The yes. Bullet Club explodes, and so and but and but that was it's on such a small scale like that. That's so niche because you know there was you know fifty thousand people that that had new japan world subscriptions and you know seventeen thousand people that had honor club subscriptions and then the you know tens of thousands of people that watched along on being the elite um so it, that so that that can't count because it's you know what i'm saying because it's not on this grandiose scale and it's mm-hmm. made nowhere near the money um that was my favorite one but i think i'm, I'm gonna say that probably that summer of punk and and then uh, the Danielson yes movement is probably the, the two, right? And so if those are the two, then I think that you're probably right as far as like the best, you know, long-term story. And here's the thing is that the NWO started in uh, July of 96 mm-hmm. and then it sort of died the day that um, uh, oh Andretti's boy, the referee, uh, regular counted a slow count uh and oh, then Nicky patrick um, yeah nick patrick and then you know bret hart, had to, you know, bret hart had to come in and throw a fit over something that just went right <laughs> um it lasted about a year so that, and a half it, right and so it, longevity wise this is going to eclipse that because i mean obviously this is going to have a this is going to have a much better ending too yes the, end, I, the NWO thing just it just went completely haywire yep yep i agree absolutely who wants to I'll go. uh I'll go. Yeah, give give it to us, Mongoose. I'll go, I'll go. So my uh the number three thing that I have here is um is the match of the year. And uh, it can only, in my opinion, be topped by those two having the second uh version of it. And it is Omega Osprey. Um mm-hmm. the fact that that we got that on January 4th is completely unfair to everybody that ever thought that they were lined up in a storyline or feud to get a match of the year. Um, <laughs> dude, I, I, dude, it, it it's was on, it's on the Podsky list already. It, it is. It, I, I mean, look, it, we, we could choose other matches to be different, but in my opinion, like, again, unless those two wrestle again and beat it, you ain't going to beat the, you're not going to beat that man. That was that was so incredible, and so I could not make a list without having it on there. I My, love uh, that. Yeah, thank you. My second one is um, I wanted to I wanted to shout out because it was very important in 
a time where there was company turmoil and the company itself is cold, the two main events of both AEW pay-per-views this year, I thought were absolute out of the park, grand slam home runs. Uh, Danielson and MJF mm-hmm. was that, th- that match was beautiful, man. It yep. was an hour plus of just, if, if we didn't have Omega Osprey, that would have been the one where we say, well, this is going to be the match of the year, but you know what I'm saying? Like it was, I, I, I thought it was that good. I um, loved it. And not only that, man, but they, they tricked us mid-match into thinking that Danielson was going to win this flipping title. Yeah. Like here we are, where we are fantasy booking what Danielson's going to do as champion. When all around, we, we should have realized, and, and we said for the whole build that of course that MGF is going to win this, but that was, that was artistry, man. I thought that that was excellent. Mm-hmm. And this main event, this main event Sunday, man, this, that's, that's as much fun as I've had watching 40 minutes of wrestling in a long time. Like probably not since the first stadium stampede, which they're completely different matches. Mm-hmm. And I know the stadium stampede isn't even really a match, but just in terms of like being entertained for a long period of time, um, I, I absolutely adored the main event of that show. And so because of both of those being main events, I have them on there. Um, so kudos to them. And my number one with a bullet was the, um, was the backlash crowd. I thought the backlash crowd oh. was the best thing that I saw in wrestling this year. They, that was that, awesome. They, yep. They made a total whatever show. And just, if you look at the card, you know, aside from mm-hmm. Cody and Brock, everything else was just pretty normal. Um, that was, that was so fun from the opening bell until, you know, Cody escaping, um, a bloody mass Brock, you know what I mean? Like that, that was that, that crowd is the MVPs of 2023 for me. Uh, so that, that's my, my favorite thing, three things this year. I love it. That backlash crowd was so fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely incredible, man. All right, Andretti, what's your uh, what's your three? I think my third is just going to be access, and what I mean by that is just the the fact that right now in the industry, there's there's more places to go work, there's more opportunities to go get seen, there's more access for fans to go to shows and to watch shows, you know, streaming online and things like that. So I, I think my number one thing I, or my number three thing I was uh, most grateful for is just the fact that um, the, the, the health, the health of the industry right now is, is pretty good. And that is, that has been able to give a lot of people access to, to, to an industry that's got a lot of niches and there's a place for everybody to go work where they feel like they're included and they feel like they're a part of something. Yeah, absolutely. Like the the availability that we have to just watch whatever we want when we want is awesome. Uh, so number two, I, I I was thinking about this today, just um, direction, and you know, kind of going off what we were saying earlier about kind of, you know, the the WWE is the leader in this industry, and and for them to have direction right now with long-term booking and, and kind of playing things out over the course of a year, year and a half, whatever it ends up being for this bloodline thing. I mean, I, I mean, the bloodline thing has been going on for, for years already, but it's it just, it feels like we're moving in the right direction. And I know the old man is still, you know, got his, got his hand in the, in the cookie jar a little bit, but we're, we're, we're really, it, it feels so much better. Everything feels better with the WWE right now. And they've got, they're establishing those belts 
and they're they're making titles title switches feel like they're a, a big deal now things like that so I, I i appreciate that i appreciate the fact that for the first time in 25 years we've got some kind of direction about where we're headed absolutely yeah good I was just going to say uh, that you know, cosine and um, the thing the the most important thing with this is, is that we, so we obviously, we know, we know that the old man's there just by looking at Becky Lynch's attire every week. Right. Like we, we, as long as Becky Lynch is going to dress like Becky Lynch right now, we know that, that he's back there pulling some strings, but the fact that somebody somewhere, uh, at least has, you know, the, the, whatever the governor put on um, to where they're able to tell stories that were obviously formulated over the past eight to 12 months is, is wonderful. So yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Then my, uh, my number one thing was just effort. Um, I felt like the effort so far from, uh, from the promotions has been pretty good, um, especially from a talent standpoint the the match quality right now to me is very high. The quality of the quality of the matches is very high, and, and it seems like there's a really strong effort being put into everything everyone's doing. Whether or not we like the AEW pro, uh, the AEW booking and things like that, the effort in AEW is is very good. The effort in New Japan, we can, you know, I second guess, you know, Gato a lot for some of the stuff he does, but the effort in New Japan, especially in this this whole tournament, has been fantastic. The effort at, at all the shows we've seen, the big shows, the WWE shows we've seen, has been fantastic. Everybody's effort is so good right now, man. Everybody's energy is good. Their effort is really high, and as a as a fan of as a fan of all of that, I'm I'm really appreciative of it. Absolutely. That is one thing that I think we can all agree on is that the effort is like there. Well, the, mar the marketplace squeezed out, uh, you know, guys with a look that can go in there and just put you in a headlock and do a power slam and win. You know, like even even like a Braun Strowman, dude, the, the reason that Braun Strowman was, I assume, was brought back and given the push that he has is that the fact there, the fact that the guy chiseled himself into amazing shape, man, mm -hmm. and that he can he can go as good as a guy that's you know built like him and that has his toolbox can go. So yeah, like if if you are just gonna mail it in, I think that the marketplace pushes you out, and and that's because of what's in every locker room and then what's waiting to get signed by your company. So yeah, I, I would agree with that. Absolutely. Well. That's an awesome three that we got there. Uh, so now we'll just head right into the uh, head right into the reviews. So we had the two shows we're doing are uh, Night of Champions and Double or Nothing, and we'll for uh, time like at, in order here. We'll start with uh, Night of Champions, which I was excited to. I was actually tr legitimately excited whenever that opening uh, credit started rolling on that show. Like I, I didn't know what to, I knew I, I didn't really know what to expect because I haven't watched in a while, but I was like genuinely excited whenever I saw the opening credits come on. And usually for a Saudi show, like we get really excited for them. And then like it dis it dissipates really quickly. Last, and I think the last two have been really good. I really do. Um, and you know, that's not coincidental that the last two have coincided with, 
Levesque steering the ship more, you know, because you remember the, 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 the previous one was the Logan Paul show, Logan Paul and Roman. Right. Right. And that show was wonderful. Um, and then the one before that was the, uh, elimination chamber, which it, um, you know, it had the, uh, it had the Roman, uh, Goldberg match, whatever, but that was, I believe that that's the one where Bianca won the elimination chamber to so, then yes. go and, you know, win WrestleMania. So they've, they, they have a nice little string of things going here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, they kicked off the show with this world heavyweight championship, uh, match and, I thought that the, my only thing that I'm only gripe I had with this leading the show was that we're trying to establish a brand new belt. We wanted to be prestigious. We wanted to mean something, but I know that it, it made sense later on why they put it where they did, but I kind of wish it would have been a little bit later in the show, but if you like, and that's only just for looking at it through a lens of like titles should be going on last, but the way that the show played out totally makes sense of why they led the show off with it. I thought it was a great opening match and uh, Rollins gets the win and is the very first world heavyweight championship reincarnated. Yeah. And he's the first guy to, to ever have all those belts, which is fantastic. Yeah, and he's definitely Rollins is definitely their guy. Like they've been saying for a while that Rollins is their guy, and I'm glad that they gave it to him. And I think he earned it though too. Well, and and the thing about it with what you seeing about the match placement, which that you couldn't have done that match right before the Bloodline match. You couldn't have Correct. done that match after the Bloodline match, and so like you just said, that with where they were going, that's where it had to be. But I feel like the fact that they gave them what was it? Maybe like 24 minutes, something like that. Yeah. It was like 20, 20 some minutes. That really, that, that helped establish the belt that you have a classic 20 plus minute championship match. Not the best match that I saw this year, but absolutely. It was a wonderful match, man. I watched that with uh, some of the family, um, you know, sitting around before the, uh, some of the Memorial day festivities kicked off. Everybody around the TV was into it, man. Every single person around the TV was into it. And near falls at the end were all great. And um, I think that that AJ was the perfect opponent uh, because obviously he's going to work with anybody, especially somebody who can work as good as Seth, um, to put him over is a credible win. Mm-hmm. And then to parlay that into now AJ going to work with um, Grayson Waller, I'm, I think we got some really good stuff coming here, man. I really do. And um, this where they go with Seth will be fascinating because apparently it's not going to be Brock. Um, and so, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, man, I give, go ahead, give him the, give him the ball and let him run with it. Absolutely. Uh, and then next, uh, we had Trish beat Becky. Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like completely drawing a blank on this match. So well, Trish, Trish looked fantastic in the ring for not being in there for a long time. Yeah, because yeah, my 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 thoughts were that this was so. First off, this was supposed to be what Britt Baker and Soraya thought they were going to have. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, like, seriously, I think that. But also, to me, it it also showed that it's sort of unfair to ask these wrestlers and I'm not even saying the women, the wrestlers in general that have been away 
from that for that long in a, to do a long epic style singles match. I I appreciate what what they gave them, and I appreciate especially what they did. But you know, there, there's that definitely if there's a way to sort of expose a little bit of rust or whatever, that's the way. That being said, though, man, I all the credit in the world that she's obviously in insane shape to be able to go as long as she did to do what she did, not look completely lost. Everything looked just fine. So yeah, I was, I was cool with this. And great call in the end too, to get Zoe Stark involved in a, in a, in a feud with, with arguably their top woman. Yeah. And you're big, you're big Zoe Stark fan too. She's excellent. She's, she's excellent. And it's going to be awesome to see her and her and Lynch, get, uh, you know, get in there and get after it. Yeah, I like that a lot. This is also a way that we know that the the guard is changing because you have Grayson Waller's going to get in there and work with AJ. You have Zoe Stark that's going to get in there and work with um, uh, Becky Lynch. Um, so we have some of these people already that are getting pushed into primetime spots and not just, you know, losing to Jeff Hardy the first six seconds that they're called up like they did with <laughs> Killer Cross. God, did they kill that guy dead? He's dead. Yeah. For a year straight. For a year, killing call-ups for years. Yeah. I'm glad that they're doing it right. They're do- You're definitely right. There definitely is a change of the guard. Absolutely. Um, And then we had uh, Gunther beat uh, Ali. And wasn't sure what we were going to get out of this match. Thought we might get a, a, a squash, but, you know, they got some time. So, and there was some offense here. So, um, but yeah, I, I just... I it with Brock walking through there at that go home show and saying, get a life kid. You didn't know what to expect from that match. And I, I have, I have all I have, these goodies. He's a hell of an athlete. To work with. Yeah. And I have, I have plenty of opinions that I I'm not going to take too much show time on to get into. Um, but the two things that I wanted to say were first off that it was, I was somewhat torn because they geeked out Ali so bad in the build to this. And then all of a sudden let him win a battle Royal. And then all of a sudden got all kinds of offense against Gunther. Mm -hmm. But second, it shows how he's very good. Yeah. So why are we geeking him out? Like, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like I can, I can, you know, we could probably talk in circles about this for a half hour, but that's, that's one of the things that gets frustrating. And look, man, that happens everywhere happens in every single company where there's just people that have the ability that just aren't put into a spot that's going to maximize their potential. Um, but to me, this showed like, look at how good of a true baby face he was undersized underdog, believable offense. His near falls were excellent. Everything looked good. Gunther absolutely murdered him and he took it all and he kept fighting back. It was it was excellent, man. So then, why do you get a life kid right before? Yeah, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like that that that's and 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 the the positively page gimmick or whatever he's been doing with you know going back and forth was with Dolph Ziggler. Like that's the only frustrating thing is that I wish that he would have been on a little bit of a run and had a little bit of momentum because it would have made this even more believable where I believe their approach was, Oh, let's, let's have him be a nerd. And then, you know, the crowd will really get behind him. And to me, I think that that was a, the incorrect call for what the, what the match, what the idea of the match ended up being, which was excellent. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, we had uh, Oscar. So shout out to, 
uh, Mongoose and Andretti here uh, for last week's uh, preview show. Uh, you guys both got this one right and that uh, they were going to have, this was going to be the switch of the night. So uh, Asuka wins the Raw Women's Belt from Bianca. And uh, yeah, so great call, fellas. Love it's the right call. Here. Right Love call. The finish. The, the finish, man, for uh, Jugalosco uh, to take the mist into her hands and then rub it into her eyes, I thought was awesome. I thought that was creative. And, you know, I, I thought that that was thought that was really good, man. It gave Bianca a credible out. Um, and yeah, it was, it was fine. The, the match was fine, but yeah. the result was correct. And I'm excited to see where they go. Yeah, me too. I feel like with the raw roster now and then like with Asuka, they got I feel like they got some freshness in there. Like they can get some better feuds going on here, too. One of the things about being a top guy or a top a top woman is not just about being the champ. It's also about being able to stay on top when you're not the champ. And I am looking forward to seeing how Bianca Belair does now that she's not the champ. That's true. Because she's been huge when she's been on top. And how will she respond now? I actually really like that call. Good call. But yeah, and then we had... Um... Rhea retained against Natty, and I'm going to be honest, I didn't even watch that match. So it was, every, it was everything I ever wanted. Yep, I was going to say it was what it should have been. Really? Okay. Yep. Yep. Killed her dead. 30 seconds. Oh, fair enough. All right. Perfect. Uh, and then, uh, then we had Brock beat Cody with the with the the um the Kimura again. So I just obviously they're building to something big. He, I, I, that's the. This is a second match, right? So they need a third to end the trilogy. So they're one and one. They need a rubber match. Do we get a rubber match at SummerSlam or do we get a rubber match at uh, Money in the Bank? That's a great question. I, I, the match was the match was great. It was a lot of fun. To, a lot of fun to watch. A lot of good stuff going on in there. I, I love the I love the notion that you know Cody beat Brock on a quote unquote fluke, which it wasn't, and then Brock had to injure Cody prior to the match in order to beat Cody. Right. So now we've got, now we've got a, a one and a one here. And now, now we're going to have, now we're going to have the real, the real match. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I really Cody, like that idea. Cody will win. Absolutely. And if he doesn't, we'll riot. And, and to me, it, this just proves that there are, dude, there are better wrestlers. You know, there are people that I like more, but, Brock Lesnar's the best man. He's mm -hmm. he's the best. He's been doing this for 20 stinking years. And um he is, you know, he's the one person, um, it, you know, dare I say, maybe even more than Roman, that is like transcends the company. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. And so when when um Andretti just mentioned about, you know, what do you do without the belt? He doesn't have it. And as much as I was griping last week about that, I felt like this is a feud that should have been happening for a championship. Um, it's still it's still got main event, big match feel, whether or not there's something attached to it. I hope that they can find a clever way for this to be a real blow off blow off. I would love to see something happen to where it then catapults Cody to the next, you know, to the next level, um, because He's going to need it because he's still got the crowd. 
and if you want to keep this momentum going until whenever they decide to pull the trigger, um, there's no better one than Brock, man. So, yeah, I absolutely love this feud. Um, we definitely need the the third match. I think the third match is what Andretti said. It's going to be the real match. And yeah, I, I totally agree with everything you said. Co-sign everything you said for sure about catapulting Cody to the next thing. Because it's definitely what they need because we're all still behind him. And that dude is pushing merch. And they're, that's what's helping him stay alive, I think, too. Beyond his, his ability in the ring. Um He's the he is he is the one person that is on that roster that isn't Brock or Roman that you can put on a marquee anywhere and mm -hmm. sell tickets. Yep. And so he's got it. He's got to be it's for for the argument against Sammy being that like he's not you know going to be the guy. The guy. This one is the guy. Oh, and yeah. so I, I think that you're doing a huge disservice if you don't give him a run and see what can happen. Because in, at the end of the day, dude, if he falls flat on his face, you can always just put it back on somebody safe. They got people that you can do that with. Absolutely. Be, he will be the universal champion and it's going to happen before we even know it. And whether or not that happens at SummerSlam or the Rumble or at WrestleMania, that's going to come around quick and, and we're going to love the build. Yeah. Gosh, am I hoping that it's WrestleMania? <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is one the, the one match I really wanted to talk about. Uh, this Sammy and Kevin Owens retain against uh, the Usa, or I'm sorry, against um, Solo and Roman Reigns. And I, this, the match was a very typical WWE main event tag style match where you know they're they're going through it they're battling and then you know you get the uh the schmoz with the ref bump and then you get interference and then you know it all kind of unravels from there so that wasn't out of the ordinary or wasn't something that i wasn't not expecting but it's every, it's, it's every bloodline match you ever saw it's every yeah correct but, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah, but it, was, it was still very good but yes yeah, it's, it's every bloodline match you ever saw absolutely and that's what I think is the magic of it is that they you're seeing the same things recycled over and over and over again. But the way that they get you to. They 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 dangle the carrot and how they get you to the carrot and then you take the carrot and you bite it like the, that that. That journey to the carrot is just so much fun and they just continue to just hit home run after home run after home run with this and. The way that they shot that kick to Solo and then they quickly cut to Roman watching that happen was a fucking chef's, chef's kiss. I loved it. I thought it was, dare I say, I thought it was almost match of the weekend. Up until that point, it was definitely match of the weekend. But the way that they shot it, the pop for Jimmy to turn on Roman... I thought it was just perfect. It was a great ending. It makes total sense why they put Seth and AJ on first. And now they're now, now where do we go now? It, it, do you do solo and Roman versus the Usos? You do that at money in the bank. Do you let the individuals fight it out amongst themselves in the money in the bank match? Do you do that match at SummerSlam? Like there's so many avenues that they can take here. And it's just, it just deepens the storyline even more. That's just so damn good. Like, 
It's so good. And that's what so makes we've, we've got we've got two pay-per-views before SummerSlam. Uh I think Money in the Bank at minimum. Is there another one? There has to be a June. There has to be a, J- a July one because SummerSlam's in August. Uh, Money in the Bank, I believe, is July first. July first, okay. Okay, so, I don't know. So... I don't know if there's two big shows, you know, two pay per views or not. But is it is it, is it too Saturday? So it, it is July first. Is it too rushed to do a, a Roman Sokoa versus Usos match, and then? Maybe Roman J or something, or Roman so, Jimmy, and, so then what I, Co- and then have Cody win that belt at SummerSlam. So what? I, what I think? What I think we get is um, that we get Solo and Jimmy, and then um, that is where Jay fully turns to join Jimmy. So Jimmy beats Solo because Jay helps Jimmy beat Solo, mm-hmm. and then we get the either the tag match or. Um, you you go one of them versus Roman or each of them versus Roman. But I think that it's Jimmy beat solo with help of Jay. And then we get the tag match. And to be honest, I think that that tag match probably happens at SummerSlam. If oh. I was venturing, if I was venturing to guess. So good. I love it so much. I love that booking as well. The only, the only crappy thing about it is that Roman has wrestled three times this year. Well, I mean, and, so is so is MJF too, but oh, but and that's not to say that he's that they're doing it right with him either, right? Um, but the the worst thing about it is that, and this, you know, we 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 went back and forth about this last week. No need to do it again. But a thousand days or eleven hundred days or thirteen hundred days, I don't care about it if he literally wrestles for the title four times in twenty twenty three. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? And not that I don't care about it, but like. I, and I know that in 20 years, dude, they're doing this so that they can tout this reign later. But that's that's the only frustrating thing about it is that he's not the most dominant champion because he literally doesn't wrestle any championship matches. Um, but whatever, man, it, the, the, the whole story is going to be great. And that's if I was going to book it, that's I think that that's the way that I'd lay it out. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, I thought that Night of Champions was a pretty good show. Um I definitely am really excited to see where they go uh, moving forward, especially into Money in the Bank uh, and uh, SummerSlam, too. Uh, But then the other show we had was Double or Nothing, and I thought that this show... I I thought that... So where I'm at with Double or Nothing, right off the bat, I felt like this was a good AEW show. I don't think that they under... I I would still say that they still provided good quality pay-per-view but i don't think that it's i don't know for me i don't feel like it was better than last year's double or nothing and i don't know why uh but i just felt like it was just i don't know i just felt like something was just missing like like a piece was missing i'm not sure what that piece was or what i'm looking for um or not but i just i don't know maybe it, it, it even might be just the way that that I have a there's a lot of mixed feelings on my side about the main event and we'll get to the main event. But I think that's kind of like where I'm at with the show. I'm not I don't know. It was better when I watched it. The I started it over again and I watched the first two matches and I liked it more after I saw it a second time. So maybe it just needs me to be 
maybe it just needs a rewatch and I'll feel better about it. I, um, I was doing a lot of yard work uh, yesterday um, in thinking about that show. And I liked it more after thinking about it longer than I did, I think, in the moment, if that makes sense. Yeah. See, and, and this is, I, fi- I figured that we would all go different ways is that uh, this was not this wasn't as good as revolution. You know what I'm saying? This was nowhere near like, you know, you're, you're all out 2021 or anything like that. But I thought that I thought this show was awesome. Like I really did that. If it, you know, just to, to touch really quick, like we opened with that battle Royal dude, that battle Royal was fantastic. Um, I thought that the tag team, the tag title match was great. I thought that that ladder match was awesome and then i absolutely love the pillars in the main event so i just named off four or five matches that all got time that all had what i thought was the right ending and during the course of all of them i thought that those last two matches were out of this world and so to me this isn't an a but this is like this is like a b plus plus man i thought that this show was really really good yeah, I was going to give it I was going to give it a solid B. And I think that's just because I have such a high standard for AEW shows. Yeah, yeah, understood. Understood. Um, but yeah, so I think that for the for the Battle Royal my only thing as I watched it back a second time is that I don't hate it. I like it, but it just seems like sometimes it turns into an enormous clusterfuck and I have no idea what I'm supposed Right, but it just feels like I have no, there's not, like, usually, like, I don't know, it just felt like there, there. this one felt like an enormous clusterfuck, but I like the way that it ended. So I, and I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe if you, if you, if you went back and watched some of those casino battle royales and oh, stuff they're... that they've done, th- that's what I'm saying. This is head and shoulders above those, and it's hard to have a quote-unquote good battle royal to begin with. The two comments that I had with this one were first. This one literally had better names than the World Championship Battle Royal that they did last year to yeah. put to put Moxley in that match with Tanahashi. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they did um, they did the thing where it was a, a couple of minute mini match with Orange and um, Swerve at the end, I thought was great, man. And there were some great spots and things that were in it. And the only gripe that I really had was that commander ran off the top ropes, jumped off to the bottom and got right back in and nobody cared. I thought that was stupid. Aside yeah. from that, I, 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 I thought that this was an awesome opener, hot opener, how, orange kept. Go ahead. How great was it that Jay white was the only one smart enough to push him off the ropes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yep. I popped huge whenever he did that. Yeah, that drives me nuts, man. It drives me nuts when he's walking on the ropes and everybody stands there and watches it. Yeah, I feel like that they like did some fan service on that one whenever that elimination happened. It was like the oh, wink wink, we heard ya. The great the great thing too about that battle royal was we didn't get 75 people in the ring at the same time. Mm-hmm. People were fighting on the outside and they came in when they came in, things like that. Like I don't need to see 75 guys in the ring stepping on each other's ankles. I felt like that way a little bit, like not in the beginning, but like towards the right before they got into the middle, I felt like they had a lot of people in there right before they started doing the eliminations. I felt like there was too many dudes in there, but then they, once they got them out, then it, then it opened up and I felt better about it. But I just felt like sometimes they could turn into a clusterfuck really quick. And I don't, I think it's just because there were so many things that people diving off the ropes and everything there at the beginning. I was just like, what the fuck am I supposed to look at? 
Well, protect protect your talent, man. You don't you don't need to have 30, 30 guys or twenty one guys, and they're all at the same time running into each other. We don't need that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I thought that was a great opening, and with Orange uh, Cassidy retaining in a belt that you know is serving its purpose right now, and you know doing a lot more than it probably should be at this point. That was a, a perfect way for him to eliminate Strickland too. Was yeah. Excellent. Yep, excellent. Yeah. Yep. Little slothy, little slothy shove there. I did. I loved it. Uh, and then the uh, second match was Adam Cole uh, versus Chris Jericho in the uh, Lights Out unsanctioned match, and. I didn't like this match the first time I watched it through. It felt clunky. It felt like they, it felt like, a, it just felt like a mess. Uh, but then when I watched it a second time, I actually liked it a lot more. Um, it Now the finish was weird. I thought everything was great up into the finish once I watched it back a second time. And I thought that the, I thought that they, when they did the spill outs on the floor, like Jericho, like throwing himself out there in the early going, then they do in the suplex to the floor. I thought that was good. Uh, The fire extinguisher uh, absolutely got the best of Adam Cole on that, which I thought was hilarious that Jericho, they had to call it on the fly where Jericho had to drag his ass back in there holding on to it. Um, But I like the fact that they got the Brit interference because it made sense for the storyline and that, you know, it's leading right into a intergender tag match and that they're they're eventually probably going to do split break offs and then they'll end up doing rematches. I like that, too. So whenever I watched it the first time through, I was like, damn, this match didn't live up to my expectations, but I thought that it was great for the second time through. Uh, And I thought that it was I thought it was good, not great. I actually, I thought that they were going to have a better match. I only saw, I still only saw that one live. Um, but my, uh, my thing about it is that the finish was just so weird because it was just like ground and pound ref yeah. stoppage. And, and it's not like Jericho, like, I mean, dude, you saw afterwards his eyes all swollen and everything, but like, uh, that was that was just it was strange to do a ref stoppage when a guy's you know head wasn't literally falling off of his neck. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like that was a, yeah, but it was it, I thought it was okay, but like and and good, but you know that was that was the one that I thought dare I say under delivered because I thought several matches on the show over delivered, and that was one that that was there. Absolutely. It didn't do anything for me either way. I liked it. It just it didn't change my life. Uh, I thought the ending was a little weird. Yeah, I just wish that the ending was different. I feel like this would have been a way better match if that ending wouldn't have been like that. I mean, clearly we're going to get more from the two of these guys together, so I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with it. Absolutely. Uh, and then uh, we had our boys. We had FTR and uh, versus Lethal and Jarrett in that what I thought was a really fun tag match. Uh, I love the guitar spots. Um, I, I thought that this match was perfectly placed. I thought it was great, and um, I'm totally okay with it. Uh, and then it's we had interesting, uh, interesting thing with the Aubrey guitar spot. I'm su- I'm surprised they did that. I was actually surprised too. That popped me huge. I was not expecting her to take a guitar shot. And and, and I thought that this match was literally everything that it should have been, right down to the very end where you had um you know mark slapping and and going off on um who ate the was it jay was it jared that ate the pen 
I just, I just, yeah, remember, Jared. I, Jared. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause he hit the, he hit the stroke and all that. And you thought that he was going to win and then you end up having the, you know, the, the happy ending there. So yeah, dude, I thought that that was all really good. I thought, like you said, John fun, it was a really fun match and, and the spots that they wove in the whole way through, like you said, the guitar shot, you know, we had a little bit of drama. Uh, so yep. Yep. Perfectly fine. The stuff with Jarrett and uh, Briscoe was pretty great too, with him pushing him around and shoving him and yelling at him. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and then we had a uh, Wardlow defeat Christian, and uh, I, I don't know, I wasn't this one. I was kind of doing stuff during this match for some reason. I just for some reason I just have a thing where I couldn't get into this match, and I don't know if it's just because my mind was doing a bunch of other stuff. But uh, Mongoose, you loved it. Awesome. This, this to me, and this is back-to-back Christian matches. This to me was the Christian jungle boy match where I was just ready to be like, oh, okay, here we go. This will be fine. And I was, I was all aboard, man. Uh, Warlow bumped like an insane person um, all over the place. Um, some of their ladder spots were nuts, man. Especially that one with the bridge where Wardlow went and got crotched on the bridge um, he did that insane swanton, senton, whatever, off of the um, off of that thirty foot ladder. Um, and the fact that uh, here's what was really interesting is that Les Thatcher does a show um, on it's called Wrestling Re- Weekly. It's an amazing listen. I think I plugged it last week. If anybody's in Observer subscription, listen to it. And he just told a story this past weekend uh, where. They were talking about the um, Punk and Ace Steel thing because Les is close with Ace Steel and I guess friendly with Punk and everything. Um, But there was they were talking about why Ace would have bitten Kenny. And basically Les said that like there was a time where there was a guy that was, you know, shooting on a wrestler or whatever. And the wrestler went to like hook the guy and the guy who was just a guy bit the wrestler's finger cold off. Like bit it off, spit it out. And um, and so his argument was that Ace bit Kenny because Kenny's hands were in his face, right? Like that was the whole reason that he was telling the story. Okay. And so to see Arn then like bite a dude's finger, not off, but like yeah, it was a really weird, you know, synchronicity in the universe. If if people weren't listening to that show, I man, I just I thought that that was out of nowhere. And to me, like, you know, I went like full antennas up, like, oh my gosh, dude, like Ace knows less, less told this story. Did Ace call Tony? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. thought that that was really interesting. Um, well, and so, isn't Ace, isn't Ace back with the company? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So did Ace call Tony and be like, dude, they just told this story, have Arn go and chomp this dude's finger off oh yeah yeah i got you got you got you like do you, do you, do you see excellent call yeah so, so i don't know man but i just thought that the timing of that was fascinating and dude the old third arn eyes and, open old arn anderson laboring around in that tracksuit. Oh. it just it, it gets it gets me man it gets me every time and i i did i thought that this match this it wasn't a five-star match but this was an a dude this was this was awesome i thought it was great Arn Anderson looks like the most comfiest man in wrestling whenever he's in a tracksuit. It's so incredible. I love I love the Arn spot. I just didn't I I don't know. I just 
I don't know. I don't know why I, I thought so poorly of this match. Not Dude, that I thought poorly the, of it, but the, I just felt... The, the finish, Arn pushes him off the ladder, caught by Wardlow into a powerbomb. So that, yeah, that was great, too. That was great, too. Maybe maybe I'm just maybe I just f- totally forgot about that match and how awesome that ending was because I did think that that ending I think whenever I saw that Wardlow won I was just like meh I don't know why I was just meh because oh, man, I just that, that's worth a rewatch yeah I'll re- I'll have to rewatch that I haven't seen it at all yet that was the match I missed and I haven't even had time to go back and watch it this weekend yet you'll love it just seriously and, and you know I hope that I don't overpromise and underdeliver but I I had low expectations and I was I was I think that's... very very happy. I think that's what my problem was. I had such low expectations for this match that like the way I watched it, I was just like, oh, okay, now we're here now. Like, I don't have to like fully be paying attention, but I remember like seeing all the spots and I was like, okay, I like this, but maybe it's just because I only paid attention to the spots. I didn't pay attention to the whole thing. Um, But yeah, but then we had uh Tony Storm. She becomes a women's champion in a really quick match with uh, Jamie Hayter and obviously... Uh, the w- rumor going around now is that Hater is uh, hurt, so makes sense. Pays back uh, Storm for being the interim champ, and now she can just be full champ. Um, like, let's do it right. Let's make Tony Storm a good champion. Like, if we're gonna do it, let's fucking do it. Right, it's the right, it's the right call to go with Storm. Storm is is a great heel. She's awesome. She's super aggressive, um, and I like the idea too of getting the belt off a of hater and maybe even putting it back on hater, you know, during the Wembley show, because, mm. and I know I've said this before, I don't feel like they've done anywhere near enough to get hater over as to who the hell she is. They don't talk about her enough yeah, in, in, like, in like a, like a, like a personal sense. Right. When you, when you, you she's get all these packs, she's Brit's best friend. That's all we know. It, it, but look, look yep. at all the packet, the packages we got for like, Seth Rollins going after that belt is a perfect example. They show all these pictures of him as a little kid. And this has always been my, you know, my dream is to be the champion, you know, yada, yada. Like, can I please just get that in the build up to the Wembley show so that I can get invested? Because right now, all I know about Jamie Hayter is that she's really aggressive in the ring and she throws people around and people like her. That's really all I know about it. That's actually an amazing point. Yeah. I didn't think of it like that until you said that. Yeah, because I don't. We don't know shit about her. No one knows anything about her other than that she was over in Stardom, and then she just worked her way over here and is Britt's friend. Um, they, this one's this one screamed to me. Hater wins it in Wembley, which is great. I yeah, mean, no, totally, yeah. No if they're gonna do that, that, yeah. If they're gonna do that, like do it, like because they're gonna need to do something like that for the crowd. I, I think Baker, you talked about this before weeks ago, but. Do we what what was the what is the Wembley show? What's it gonna be on? They just the, actually said about that that Tony did a they they asked him, he said it will be available to everyone, but that was all that he had said so far. Okay. So I'm, I'm pretty I'm, sure I'm, the rumor was that it was gonna be on Max and that the all out show is gonna be the pay-per-view show. I'm I'm assuming that because he said it's gonna be available to everyone, is that It'll be um, it'll be live on a TNT or a TBS or something like that, and then streamed on Max. Yeah, that 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 would make, that would make it available to everyone. But you what, know, what who, time who of the day would that be? I mean, when when would that even be on on TV? It'd be like one o'clock, right? Because o'clock, yeah, isn't it have six to be hours. Like one, okay, yeah, one or yeah, three so or be, something like that. No, no different, no different than a Saudi show. Yeah. Okay. 
If they did that like one o'clock on like what is that a Saturday? I think it's Sunday. A, a Sunday, one o'clock on a Sunday. There's nothing going on at one o'clock on a Sunday in, in yeah. the in that that weekend. So like, why not before before the NFL starts? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and then we had House of Black uh, defeated uh, acclaimed and Daddy Ass, and uh, this was the match that I went and I started doing other things because I just needed I had to get away. Had this, to do some yeah. husband husbandly duties, so it was a good. Yeah, I felt like it was a good was, one to hop away from. This was a match. That's all it was. Yeah, they, that's they what got, I think. They got the heat on Bowens for what felt like hours. Um, you know, fire up there from old Billy Gunn, a couple of famousers matches are. I mean, you know, it was what it was. Uh, Julia Hart had some interesting fingernails. That's that's the other. Things stood out. I hated the lighting of this match too. I, I hate. They've been the, doing that a lot lately with yep. those House of Black stuff. Yep. Don't like it. Didn't like it. I, with I the was theme. a little. I was a little surprised they didn't. They didn't put the belts on the acclaimed. I. I. I felt like it might have been time to put them. Put the belts on them. Well, is it is is that the only way the acclaim stays over? Like, is that the only know. way people stay invested in them? Is if they have belts? Because then the. Not... I mean, they got they got really hot, man. And maybe they should not have lost the belts yet. I don't know, but. You know, I, I it it sucks to kill their momentum when they were they were one of the hottest acts in the whole company. Uh, yeah, uh, and then we had a uh, Jane J- Jane Jade retained. It's all over for you and me. Yeah, Jade retained against Taya, but then we had the really big return of Chris Statlander, uh, who comes in and becomes the one in sixty and one. So uh, Chris Statlander is now your new TBS champion. I thought that was perfect. We, um. Andretti and I have been calling that for months that Statlander was going to be the one to come back and beat Jade. And uh, that's why we need to get the book, Tony. So just, don't be afraid to hand weird, over a little bit of duties. Weird booking to bring in Valkyrie and have her eat two pins. Yeah, that was weird. After, after making a big deal out of the fact that she was allowed to use her move in the in the pay-per-view match and then Jade still beat her clean. Well, and and not only that, double weird that Statlander won after Jade wrestled <laughs> in what was her most contentious match ever. Like it wasn't a squash, like dude, 16 and doesn't matter. Yeah. So, and, and, but if you want to make a big deal of it, say she's going for 60 and against anybody, who's it going to be? And, or, or say that it's going to be Valkyrie. And because you have a big return, beat down Taya before the match starts so that she can't come out yes. and then, and then have Statlander beat her clean because dude, that, I mean, that it's a, it look, it was over huge, but like, wouldn't, wouldn't that, that wouldn't be Statlander a got something more? Yeah. Wouldn't she have got something more though of beating Jade that wasn't just off of a 10 minute match or whatever. That, that's and, where you set up the rematch and why there's, why there's a premise here now for a, re, a, a rematch, a, a dynamite or another pay-per-view or something. Yeah, um, well, the premise, right the premise makes sense in that they would have a rematch. I just feel like that, that would have been a lot better because Jade would have been completely off like on her toes and, you know, discombobulated by having a new opponent. And like, it was just Sterling out there belching around that you know we'll we'll defend this anytime any place anywhere and then it was just boom right there she I mean, still needs a lot of work who jade yeah well yeah i mean i think we're all i mean i mean i like jade i just feel like she could be she she just needs to get better and that's only going to come with more reps 
and I, I think I, I might have said this in the group chat, but she she does some things really, really well. Mm-hmm. And she sold she sold pretty well in that match with uh with Valkyrie on, on Sunday, but it's it's these like moments of like awkward confusion and like lack of confidence in the transitions between moves and sequences for her where she's just standing there awkwardly not knowing what to do. Yeah. And that and that is where she's not I don't know I don't know if they need to get her a new coach because she's been working with the same people for 2 years or what it is but there's something there that's not clicking between the moments. It's 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 akin to um whenever NXT went straight rebrand first into the 2.0 whenever they were bringing out people where your choreographed match something someone wasn't in the right place you know what I'm saying? Like, like something, and you could tell that the person that, you know, that, that was either supposed to be delivering the offense or selling or whatever got shook in the moment. And I think that that's, I think that it might be something where if someone's out of place or anything like that. And again, like John said, it's, she's green and um, you noting on those kinds of awkward, weird transitions and stuff. That's literally not knowing how to quote unquote work, right? Like not knowing how to, Oh, on the fly, um, you're not in the right spot. So I got to grab your wrist and I got to give you a shorter arm clothesline fast to put you in the right spot, you know, whatever things like that. And so, and, and again, you know, that is, it's only going to come with time. 60 matches is a lot of matches, but the problem is that it's been 60 matches over what, two years, two and a half years. It's been 60, 60, 30 second matches that that were squashes. The 30 second matches are not going to do anything for you like over time. So, but yeah, um, but yeah, so the, the the two main events here, I thought that they were really good. And I think that I'm looking at them a lot differently now, you know, 72 hours removed or 48 hours removed. Um, I, the MJF retained in the four pillars match. I thought that I have I, I absolutely hate Jungle Boy now. He's he's on the dead to me list. I, I don't care what you do with him, but you, he needs something different because this this baby face and unwillingness to do whatever he needs to do to win. And he's just going to keep eating L's. Like I- I'm, Dude, I'm got, not okay with booed, that. He got booed for not turning. Dude, yeah. He got booed, he got booed bad. Exactly. And like, whenever he did that, I literally just threw my hands up in the air. I was like, what else? Like, what do we do? Where do we go from here now? Like w- there's nothing left for him. Like he has to do it or we're going to, he's, he's going to get Cody. Well, the bad thing is, is he's, he now the, the move, that I hope doesn't happen is it's because of you fans, which we've heard you fans for how long, but you know what I'm saying? Like that to me, that was the scary thing with that. Um, I don't want to hear that. I need to put over my favorite sequence of spots in uh, this entire weekend, which might be different than the one you're thinking, John. Okay. Mine was when each pillar did the finish of their mentor that was when, my that was mine okay yep when when it was when it was jungle boy with the uh unprettier and then you had um mjf given the crossroads and then them referencing the crossroads and cody was awesome um and then sammy did the walls they and they mentioned cody's name a few times in the show 
So I, I that's cool. I'm glad that they're able to do that. Yeah, I, was, I was just gonna say he helped. He literally helped build the company. Don't act like he wasn't there because it's part of your history, man. And he's a big star right now. There's nothing wrong with being with capitalizing off of his success in another company too. But that, I thought that that was absolutely great. And there were several different sequences in this match that I just, I was blown away, man. I thought that this was so well worked. Sammy Guevara is so good. I hope yes. so bad that he catches on, man. I really do because he's too good. And dude, how brilliant was it that we were getting this soft baby face turn, soft baby face turn, Andretti's complaining, saying, do I cheer him or not? Yeah. He comes out there and announces a pregnancy. Who's booing a dude that announces a pregnancy? I thought that was brilliant, man. Absolutely. Brilliant. That's that's a great way to get over the hump and get back on the fan side, which I thought was that was a brilliant move. I loved it. And you got I can't, and you, I can't and tell you how hard I would have popped if that was all just a ruse and MJF throw Tay Mello off a scaffold in that match and everybody just gasped. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't even think about that. I would have popped, dude. I would have popped so hard if that would have happened. Like, oh with, my like, gosh. Snitsky, like Snitsky putting that baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, just, the, just really quick to allude to the main event the Cesaro punt of that shoe was, dude, that was Ray Guy style. He sent, that, he sent so that odd. thing, he sent that thing 70 yards, man. That was <laughs> on a shoe. Go ahead, John. The the other thing that I thought that was really great in this match was MJF just screaming things uh, like the uh, no, 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 and the what the fuck. Like, I thought those were all great. He's he's starting to win me back over a little bit. I thought he was getting a little stale there because his act is just the same thing over and over again. You got to go through 100 different things to get to me. And I'm glad and, that, and, you know, and just burying the town and everything else. You're, you're, you're not wrong about any of that. But so, I'll tell you what, man, the Duke can go that ab- Danielson absolutely. match. Absolutely. And then and then this match back to back pay-per-views, that dude can actually go. And the fact that he did it with a headlock takeover, I love it. So I guess I, I don't know who's I mean, he beat the he's the the best pillar in the four pillars. So um I'm interested. I'm actually truly interested to see where they go with MJF. Like who's next in line so, so for MJF. I. Yeah, I'm actually really I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it too. I mean that that the more the more I think about that that match, the more I liked it. Yeah, same. Because I didn't I, I wasn't overly happy in the moment with it. I was just like, all right, yeah, like I, this is what I anticipated happening. And I was too irritated with um Jungle Boy in the moment. But after I thought about it, like Darby and Sammy and that pinning sequence that they went through was phenomenal. Like them just going like all three of them just doing pins and rolling around. That was excellent. I loved it. I, I, I thought that this this is as good as a four way. I it, it it might even be the best four way that I've ever seen, and I mean that. Like it was, it ain't easy to have a four way match because you've got you don't want things to get too convoluted. And I thought that they did an awesome job of this guy's laid out, and so we're gonna work three, and now we have two laid out, so let's work two. Mm-hmm. And the four way spots were awesome, and there was great drama and. I said it last week, man, and I'm going here again, is that now that Darby ate a headlock takeover, I think the move is to have Sting try to coach him up and for him to be like, Sting, you know, I I don't need I don't need your advice. Your advice has gotten me beaten by a headlock takeover two times. And then we got Sting and Darby at Wembley. 
Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, I, I was thinking we were going to get MJF and Sting at Wembley. Now that, I mean, you know what, that you know be... what, that, that actually, that actually could be something too, where, Dude, do you, where do you think, do you Sting think fights that... for the valor of, he fights for the valor of Darby after, after this, that I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. Do you, do you think that there's any chance we're not going to get Darby Allen standing on top of Mount Everest holding up that belt? Oh, I forgot that he's get well, he's going to climb Mount Everest and dude, that would, I don't know if he could carry that belt. You got to be like really meticulous on what you pack to ah, make dude, it. Now, to- now that they have all that oxygen and stuff now, he's just going to be on the back of some, uh, uh, oh my gosh, what do they call the mountain helpers? Okay. Sure, yeah, bro. he's gonna be on the back of some Sherpa going the whole way up the mountain anyway. Just, <laughs> puffing, just just puffing oxygen, he'll be fine. Seriously, you think he's gonna do it like that? The dude's insane. I think I think we're gonna get Darby Allen holding up the AEW World Title on top of Mount Everest. I mean, Darby, Darby, <laughs> Darby's climb, and a bunch of bunch of brooding music the whole way up. <laughs> dun, and then and then then and just and just cuts just cuts to him talking about living in his car and just you know I, I, hope that, I hope that they drop I hope that they take the car up in a helicopter and they drop the car off on top of Mount Everest and he has to ride it down. Or or if he gets up to the top of Mount Everest and it's a dude, it's a Sherpa in a cutout face of MJF that oh knocks him out and beats him with a headlock takeover <laughs> at, on, on the top of the mountain. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, but let's get into, uh, for me, that was my match. That was, I felt like that, um, that was my match of the weekend. I thought the four pillars match was match of the weekend. Um, and awesome. you, 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 I wouldn't say, I can't say you're wrong. It was awesome. And I, I know that you're going to say that this next match, uh, which our final match on the card, the big, the big main event was anarchy in the arena, uh, backpool, blackpool combat club wins. Um, I know that mongoose is going to say that this was the greatest match since sliced bread, but that first five to eight minutes until they killed that singer, I wanted to rip my ears off mankind style. So here's I... the thing, John. Here's the thing, man. <laughs> here's the thing. Last year, whenever they kept playing the music, it was over. It was over big. And yeah. they knew it. And so what they did was to do the same thing, but do it better. You have them play it live. And you had the payoff with them super kicking the singer. And the fact that they kept playing it live and then he kept singing, I literally, I, I was dying, man, because I was just thinking that it was like the hocus pocus whenever they just play, I got his, I put a spell on you all night long. Like, and then the parents at the end of the night have no idea what happened, you know, because the band played all night and the parents danced all night while the kids were getting abducted by witches. Like I literally, it felt like I was getting those kind of vibes. And the fact that it, that it was live, it was grungier, like just in sound. Um, and so uh, I thought, or grittier, I should say, not grungier. It was like grittier live. Um, and it was just noise with all the chaos going around. And then when they popped that singer at the end to kill it, I, dude, I thought that it was absolutely perfect. I thought that that was the, can't do it any better than that. Oh, I have, I love the that the major league version of that song. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. And whenever 
he, they just kept, I felt like they were killing it for me. It was, it was just pissing me off and I just wanted them to end it because I hated it. And I wanted them just to get to the match. I wanted to just get to the match. And then it, the only thing that would have been better instead of just super kicking him was if they super kicked him and they had a rocket launched to their foots that would have sent him to outer space. That would have been the only, send him right to the sun. That would have been the I, better. I, 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 just, I absolutely loved it. I loved yeah. that. When they, oh, I was so after pissed. They, when they started playing it like the third time, I was like, what the hell are we doing? But then when they played it the fourth and the fifth time, I was just popping harder and harder and loving it, loving yep. it more. more dude. I la- so I knew, I knew when they were still playing and the, and the Bucks were headed up the ramp that there was going to be some kind of an altercation. I didn't know what it was going to be. And then they kicked that guy's head off and he sold it like a champ. It was great. Yep. So I popped for the third time through, but then whenever they did it the fifth and the sixth time is when I, I muted it. I legitimately turned it on zero and I was like, I can't have any more of this. See, and here's the thing I, I actually liked about it too, is that because it wasn't a match going on just in the ring, it just it felt it just felt appropriate to just have just just background noise. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. I don't I, that that's what I that was what I, I thought was so great about when they did it last year was that you know everybody got the new Jack vibes and all of that. But um, it was the fact that that song kept playing because it never really all got in the ring. Do you know what I mean? Last year. And then this year, the, they obviously, they knew that people liked it. So there was some fan service there and then they paid it off. And the other thing too there, John, is for you to say that you hated it and you wanted the the singer to get shot to space. They did it. I know. So like they, they, they paid it off too. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's the other part. So I, I don't know, man, I understand. Look, different strokes for different folks, but I, I thought that that was done perfect man i the only thing that it just pisses me off because when they typically do live entrances they fucking suck and that one all all that was replaying in my head was that dude singing brian danielson's um theme song at that show and i wanted that guy to just burst into flames and never come back again and that was just like that was the only thing that kept running through my mind was that brian danielson theme song but understood yeah that yeah that one that one that one left a lot to be desired but yeah we don't uh, we don't ever need we don't ever need to see that guy ever again whoever that yeah. guy was well, i'll keep sending pictures of him every once in a while so <laughs> you'll, you won't forget him don't worry about it but um, um once they once they got rid of the music though it was amazing and then i just got there right after the music was killed right before the they killed the music there was so many camera cuts that happened. I was like, damn, I can tell that they took that guy from Kevin Dunn because there was so many camera cuts because there's so much going on, which I totally understand. Well, that's, that's what I was just going to say. Is that, that's the only, the only thing about it is that it had to be impossible to direct. Yeah. It had to be impossible to direct. And I actually did appreciate the fact that they were trying to show you where everybody was at and what everybody was doing. And I thought that the even better part about it was that they did big spots everywhere. Yes. And there were callbacks. There were callbacks to that Cody or Tony, excuse me, Cody, Tony, to that Kenny versus Mox brawl where Mox um, put him through that table yep. or whatever that was up in the, there was callbacks to that. There was callbacks to Kenny and uh, Moxley with the, the bo- spider barbed wire mm-hmm. uh, table thing. They um, went back to the poker chip again after the first yep. double or nothing. Yep. Yep. So I thought that that was all really clever. And then, um, dude, 
listen, the reason I loved it so much, and I know that, you know, I'm not going to, you're not going to be alone in saying that, like, it left something to be desired. And there's people that probably just outright hated it, but I didn't hate it. Oh, I'm saying there's people that, you know, that there's people out there that just thought that this is the worst thing in the world. Um, But look, man, it was, it was 40 minutes that you could not stop watching. And I I was in, I was entertained the entire way through. It was a hardcore match without being um, like, there was blood and everything. Don't get me wrong, but we didn't need to have, you know, light tubes and stuff all over the place. Um, But it was also, it was as like, it was as organized a, open arena matches you could have had too. do you know what i'm saying like to mm-hmm. navigate through the crowd and the different places dude and then they the, the little little things that i know people will complain about because it's not real or whatever but like man you take a dude outside and you pile drive him in a pickup truck like <laughs> that was so and, great and then and then an exploding super kick I, dude, when that when that firecracker popped on his shoe and he did that super kick, I almost fell over, dude. I was so in love. I thought well, it was awesome. Well, the one the spot that I loved was doing the swing on the concourse and then throwing him into the trash can. Yeah. I thought that I I popped huge for that one. And then the, yeah. that ran, the random Dodge Ram is what I have in my notes here. This random Dodge Ram that came out of nowhere just for someone to eat a pile driver on was incredible yeah. and and dude the fact that matt then st- dude he stomped into those tacks almost vomited everywhere oh yeah and, that then, was terrible. and then he and then he ate the tax and then here's the other thing too is that it's bloody and gross and then that entire finish was awesome i i i we got we got a one-winged angel you think the match is over mm-hmm. and then you know we get a turn and we have the bad guys win uh and then they reveal to keshta and then afterwards that kenny cuts a promo and says that i have friends too and so like i'm excited to see where we go man i i thought that this was awesome yeah i i'm not too big on wheeler yuda as very well noted on this podcast i absolutely hate him I don't know why. I think it might be a stupid face, but he was nice incredible to... in this match, man. He it's really nice he was, to... he was really great. Was. I was. know, I know that he was. Um, but it's nice to see that the dude has normal pants and not his long crotched MC Hammer pants that he always and wears. You, and you know what else I appreciated was the fact that you're not the only person um that you know that that's gonna say like why is will are you to hear and the fact that uh they gave him the victory yeah uh, especially the victory over kenny like good good for him man like i that i thought that that was really smart man is that is it's him winning in the way that he won the match for them wasn't impossible and there's a little feather that you can use to give him some credibility moving forward he can talk about that for the next two years absolutely I actually like that idea too. And the only last thing I have before Andretti can take it away here is that I, um, when they mentioned that they're outnumbered, the only thing that ran into my mind was blood and guts because that's the only thing that's left that they haven't done. So that feels like a good match that it's five on five. And that's, that's a perfect segue to get them to the Wembley show. But that's if just we me. get if we get Okada in a hardcore match, take all my money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because is that it going to be, be Okada? Idea. Is it going to be well, Okada or is it going to be, um, or or is it is Matt out? Is that why they're adding two? Is that why they're bringing in Okada? And I'm here. Here's what I'm thinking, John. Is I'm thinking that this is Forbidden Door, because okay. I think that they add 
Takeshita and then add Shooter. And then you bring in Okada and then Kota Ibushi. Okay. All right. Well, th- now, now I'm really excited for how awesome is that? It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be, dude. that's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah, that's that's what that's what that's what I think. I, I, to me, that 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 makes the most sense is for that to be your major seller in Forbidden Door. Okada does not need to eat a pin. Moxley doesn't need to eat a pin. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this can Will or Yuta can eat the pin here or Takeshita or, you know, whatever. Like there's people that can eat this pin while you have all these big stars. You have your huge moneymaker. Let me pay to see this match. And then off of that, you then can parlay that into whatever you need to for uh, all out in Wembley. Oh. Yeah. Take my money, man. I mean that, that uh, where 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 is Forbidden Door? Where are they running that show from? It's Toronto. Chicago. Oh, it's Toronto That's this right. time. Okay. That's right. Yep. That's right. I'm that that show's gonna be awesome. I'm now excited. I'm I'm back I'm back in. I'm excited again. <laughs> I took my I took my hiatus. I'm fully back. So you know, we can hit the fanfare for the pod ski. And yeah, I I mean I thought that this even though this double or nothing show, I felt like it. You get you guys talk me into it. And I need to watch it again. That's where I'm going to leave it. I need to watch it again, and I'm gonna and I'll come back with something different. If if, if seriously, if if anybody that hasn't seen it, the must sees for me are the tag match, ladder match, and then the last two. The battle rules was is great, but whatever. I wouldn't say go out of your way to see it. Tag match, ladder match, and then the last two. It's going to take you know, an hour and 45 minutes and it'll all be well worth your time. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, I think that's it for both of our reviews. We got, well, let me, let me say this, like, let me say this real quick about the NXT show that we did not have time to review. Okay. Um, Battleground. I'm telling you both. I'm telling everybody that show is a must watch. It is very, very, very good. I'm gonna there's watch so it much now. good. There's so much good stuff on that show, man. If you've got two hours and you want to just throw something on and watch a show, that battleground show was way better than I expected it to be. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I definitely want to check that out. Uh, now that I'm fully back, wrestling is off timeout for me. I'm I'm fully back. Oh, uh, when you well, wait, till, wait till you see wait till you see Dijak and Dragon all killing each other. Oh. Yeah, I, I heard I heard that that match is incredible. Yeah. Definitely check that out. Uh, make sure that you other things you're checking out. Make sure you check out. Um, last week we we did the Vanderpump Rules reunion show part one. We're gonna do part two as another bonus show this week as well. Um, we're probably gonna do Hot Shots next week. Uh, that way we stay on our schedule, and then uh, we're off and rolling into the uh, summer months here. So make sure you're checking us out on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the underscore Podski. Um, the Posse with John Baker on Facebook and uh, YouTube as well. And uh, thank you both to the three man booth for coming in again. And we will see you in next time on the Podski.